This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. And today we've been listening to some of the climate strikers from last Friday's rally, uh, which ended up at Musgrove Park. And the final speaker that I recorded, and also a little bit of an interview at the end, uh, Farmer Sid Plant, who's been fighting the Ackland New Hope coal mine in southeast Queensland for what seems like forever. And the whole town of Ackland is pretty much closed down now because of the mine totally surrounding it. And he's part of an organisation called Farmers for Climate Action. And at the end of it, you'll hear from a, a dad and son who were along at the uh, climate strike on Friday. Here it is. I, I'd like to thank you blokes and people for coming. It's just so damn wonderful. For 20 odd years, people like me have 30 years sometimes been feeling a bit lonely, but I'm sure as hell not lonely today. I salute you all, especially our school people, for, for leading the way when our leaders have let us down so badly. Scientists understand, you understand, and most farmers understand, the threat of climate change to the survival of our civilization. Too many, far too many of our politicians don't understand. And that's not, not, not because they can't, it's because they don't damn well want to. I'm a farmer. My family are farmers and have been for generations. My daughter is a farmer and even my two young granddaughters look like they might want to be a farmer. Every decision we make is linked to the climate. Is it going to rain enough for that crop to go with the, with the moisture it's got? Is there going to be water in the dams for that mob of cattle for as long as I need them to stay there? And all the, all the longer term decision makings moves out of weather related but then it's climate related. Am I in the right place for the farming? Is this the right sort of crop for farming in this area? I've been studying all that sort of stuff for a long, long time and trying to find a, an edge in the, in the marketplace and trying to manage my place so that it's in a better state when I hand it over to my daughter. Farmers are running out of new ideas to adapt and the clock's ticking towards a global collapse. I don't know if you've noticed that, but things are getting really bad and they're going to get worse. And for 20 years I've been waiting to see some things happen to address these issues and I'd come to the conclusion that something really awful's got to happen before we sit up and take notice. But I reckon you guys are the people that are going to make the right people sit up and take notice and do something. We really must stop the idiocy of burning coal for electricity. And I believe governments in Australia today should be looking for jobs. For those people that are my neighbours and work on the mine, they're going to need a job. And I reckon that's something they ought to be able to handle. Find some jobs that they can do that's not digging up coal and burning it. And as farmers, we must and can be a major part of the solution, believe it or not. We do have our problems, and it's mostly methane if you're a cattleman, but we have some solutions and there are farmers all over Australia adding carbon into the soil. It's good for us because it makes us a little bit more drought resilient, but it, it takes some of the carbon out of the atmosphere that shouldn't be there and some of the carbon dioxide that's going into the ocean and turning it into acid, it won't be doing it. So we're doing all we can 
to learn how to put carbon back into the soil for everybody's sake. We can be a major part of the solution. In the last few decades at our place, we've lost 40% of our rainfall based on Bureau figures for the long-term median rainfall. That means I've gone from 650 millimetres per year to around about 370. The crops I used to grow when I was, before I was married or whatever, I can't. So we're learning to, to adapt and, and doing our honest best, but adapting isn't enough. I've seen climate change. If you can see climate change in one lifetime, that's blindingly fast. I've seen it in the, the way the snakes behave. There's now no month in the year when I haven't seen a snake. They normally sleep through the winter, you know. The poor buggers don't know what they're doing anymore. I worry about the future for my grandkids and for your kids and all of that. And when you own a farm, it, it's a little bit more personal and the Aboriginal people here would understand that fully. Because we're, we get a bit funny about our land, don't we? I really care about what, how mine ends up. And we're going to have to stop pumping greenhouse gases into the atmosphere or we won't be able to farm where we are. And that's the, that's the truth of it. For 20 years we've had New Hope Coal for a mine, for a neighbour. Not a Darnie, Ackland New Hope Coal. They've, uh, that's an Australian company, but by a quirk in the law they don't pay royalties. And they've been mining next door to us and they've made our life hell. They've ignored all their environmental limits about noise and dust and stuff. We, 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 we objected to their next approval and they took us to court. About a dozen of us went to the land court and represented ourselves and about another 30 or 40 farmers came along. If you're representing yourself, it's hell, I can tell you. They had a legal team of about 40 and we had Tanya standing up there every day beside the barristers and the QC. So it was the biggest and the longest court case ever and we won it. That was the first time anybody in Australia had won a court case like that and we had it won for about a week and then the appeals came and eventually they've got to the stage now through fiddling with very irrelevant stuff really to the stage where we're back in court and we're back where we started. And we've all got about 40 years young, older in this last year so I don't know how we're going to cope but we're still going. Well, I tell you what, it makes me wonder why I'm a bloody farmer. One of my granddaughters is eight years old, and she said recently, I don't want to have to be the generation that has to fix climate change. Now, her parents and us, we've never pumped them about climate change. That's just what they've picked up at school and, and what they think, and they care. And I can tell you, right down to the smallest they care, whether you tell them about it or not, they just soak it up, and you, you need to look after them and you need to damn well listen to them because they're the ones that matter. Yeah. But, and, and I say this to the students here today, we don't expect you to do it all, but you are leading by doing this and we're following. And yeah. It's an intergenerational thing. The planet will survive, but there's no guarantee, nothing owes us of survival. Our civilization, civilizations have come and gone already in this planet. I'm now a member of an organization called Farmers for Climate Action, and we've been working on doing the same sort of stuff as you, just working away quietly. And we, I think we can do it. 
where you can all do it. I think we are doing it, and I think, and I think we're starting to win. Nah, I just think it's something that the community should be aware of. It definitely like is important to raise awareness about how the world is drastically changing now. Do you feel like your future is threatened by climate change? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot actually. Um, it's a real, it's a real issue because, you know, it's rising sea levels and that's going to be, it's going to be a problem to deal with in our future. What about you, Dad? Do you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, I thought it was important for. Uh, mums and dads to turn up as well. I know that uh, the kids have been really strong in this movement and they're, they're heroes, but uh, I think it's important to show that it's not just a kids movement and it's it's not just a movement of old hippies. Uh, it's a movement for everybody. This this issue affects everyone and so I thought it was important for, for business people to turn up too. And if you could send a message to Scott Morrison and the government, what would you say? Um, why, why haven't you done anything? Just, yeah. I, Pay attention. Pay attention to the people. You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4zzzfm.org.au